You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Team 76 bringing us in episode number 92 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guy, Jay Dump. Yo, what's going on? Yo, and and <laughs> first things first, man, we, we got to talk about AB. But beyond AB, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, the return of Kyrie Irving and Clay Thompson and the impact that's going to have around the league. And we're going to talk about predictions for week 18 in the NFL but Jared, first things first, we gotta talk about the biggest story. And that's your boy, Antonio. They ain't mine. Antonio Brown. Not only quitting, not only getting caught up with an Insta, uh, I'm sorry, OnlyFans model, not only turning on Tom Brady, but doing all of that within the span of a week. Jared, where how do we start? Like, how do we start? Uh, yeah, it's a lot to cover, you know, the whole him leaving and having that scene when they were down by the Jets and that team still ended up winning. Then you come on and see, you see how there's like now reports about him leaving because of the whole contractual situation. That's clearly not real because now it's saying that he left because of the ankle injury that he's been dealing with about what I believe week six that was going into the suspension that he had gotten for the fig back. COVID vaccine card, which again, he missed games for that. And but he was still injured during that time period anyway. Mm. And they're saying that he had like bone fragments in his ankle. And it's supposedly a serious injury. And he was trying to play through it, but he just couldn't. And there was a whole bunch of things with the coaching staff on the sidelines that told him to get back in. And he just didn't want to do it. But now, after what clearing waivers being released, I don't think he's ever going to get a job in the NFL again. If he does, then it's by a, a team just that really has just like, thrown everything caution to the wind and say we're all in and we just want ab because of how talented he is because he was just recently on the full send podcast where he had a lot of hot takes burned every bridge he could have possibly burned in the buccaneers organization in my opinion anyway where he came out and said and i quote tom brady can't do blank by himself he then goes on a holier than now tirade about how it's not about the fans it's about being a realistic human being brady can't do anything by himself he acts like a heroic guy but he's human we're all dependent on somebody else to do a job he's like brady's dependent on the players he has around him um without him there he's like brady he brady brought me in because it helped benefit him not for really helping him as an antonio brown um he talked about the contractual situations where he said if i'm really tom brady's boy how come I didn't get a kind of the same contract Gronk got where he's on a play a deal. Gronk was, everything was guaranteed. Gronk got his money like straight away when he got his contract. And he was like, let's look at the, he, then he brought up, imagine being him. And he's like, who's really better than me? When you look at Gronk, uh, uh, Gronk, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, he's like, who's really better than me? Cause I know he's not going to name any of the, other receivers like a Brashad Perriman, he's not naming that. He's not going to name a guy like Ty Johnson or Scotty Miller. He's talking about those big three names on the offense. Leonard Fournette, I guess you can include, but I think he's talking about the receiving guys. He's like, who's really more talented than me that I can't be making guaranteed money? 
And he just goes on this huge, long tirade about mm-hmm. how he's been treated, public image. And he's like, he, I think at the end, he quote and said, I'm an alpha male. If you discriminate on my public image and my name, at that point, it's FU2 professionally. All right, let me stop right there. Let me answer the, the question that he posed in his diatribe. Why doesn't he have a guaranteed contract like Gronkowski? And the answer is because he wet the bed in Pittsburgh. He showed his ass in, in, with the Raiders. He got a chance in New England and blew it. And did everything in his power to blow it in Tampa Bay. His track record is not that is not one of, you know, that you have a lot of latitude. You don't. And the reason he doesn't have a lot of latitude is because of the actions that he did himself within the past, what, five years? Mm-hmm. Basically, did, did, this in, did this exact thing in Pittsburgh, burnt the bridge, forced Oakland's hand to the point where they had to cut him. Got cut after what? Two weeks in New England? Yeah. And then was Tom Brady brought, brought him into his house. You remember that? He was living in Brady's house. I don't care what kind of like super competitor Brady is. You got to be some type of, you know, it's got to be some type of friend there to let you stay in my house where my family stays. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a man, I'm letting you be around my children and my wife and my kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be some type of level of trust there, right? The reason he doesn't have a guaranteed contract is because of stuff like this. Like, you're unhinged, dude. Like, no one knows where you are mentally. Like, no one's ever saying that he's not a great talent because that's the only reason he keeps getting chance after chance after chance is because he's a great on the field talent but as a like off the field dude what are like you know, like what what my my argument with ab is somewhat similar to how people feel about the Kyrie situation it's just like on their court on the court on the field mm-hmm. you guys are generational talent but when you step off it's like a wholly different person and then you, we get to see the real you because, like, A.B. on this prove-it deal. Why do you think you have the prove-it deal? Chris named some of the things. But let's get you out to the real nitty-gritty. You served an eight-game suspension in 2020 after being yeah, accused there, of rape. There's some things I forgot. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen when you're accused hold on, hold on, hold on. of assault battery? Don't, don't forget about when he was playing for the Raiders, getting frostbite after going in the cryo machine and missing, like, half the training camp. What, like, there's so many off-the-field Thing. Hold on. After, that you have. Didn't didn't Oakland give him guaranteed bread? Gave him after the Pittsburgh money. thing. After the Pittsburgh, they gave him a, a, a lump. Gave him a nice, gave him a nice check. And I think he had to give a lot of it back because of what they cut him so early. But again, it's what was the point of like? Why do you think you're in the proven deal? It's not because of your talent, like Chris already mentioned. It's because mm-hmm. of your actions off the field. In the PR team, I don't know if he even has one. This play, it, he, he he it's, it's, it's out the window. Shambles. He might have a PR team because somebody wrote that. Somebody wrote that 
that double spaced essay. Oh, that that somebody somebody essay. put that somebody typed that up for him. Yeah, no, some, because yeah, he was talking was, about speculating. He paid a student who, you know, well, yeah, something. Somebody, happened. somebody talking, he was talking about speculating and regulating with Big Ben, and I don't know, but regulate is not really a word that I think is used in everyday life. I've never used it. Jared, have you used the word regulate? I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, I can't. I don't think I've, I've even used that word in my papers. I don't think I've I can't even regulate what that word means in that context if he used it right. If it's even a word, so he has some type of, you know, somebody's there in shambles is collecting a paycheck. But dude, like you're in crisis mode every time this man opens his mouth. Who thought that him going on this podcast was a good idea? The people that host the podcast because they now are going to be trending. Of, of course, now AB want to hop on and talk his. Yeah, like, you know, like you want to come on our podcast, right, man. Right in here, yeah. Like, but what? <laughs> let's call a spade a spade, man. Like he did. There's a lot of things in that past where, where, where it gives you pause. Like, hold up, do I really want to do this? And he has certain incentives in his contract that okay, you play well, you ball out. We're gonna pay. We're gonna pay you. You know, people talk about, oh, was this this was about the money? They froze him out. You know, I, I don't think that because Brady does nothing but force feed this guy. He literally and, did it last season. What he did he had season. what a half of a game and a whole so he has a whole six game quarters, left. six quarters basically, two two in this Jets game, and then four in this this game they play uh Carolina, right? He's mm-hmm. gonna get they're gonna give him, they're gonna give him his money. You know, whether if he was hurt, if he was hurt that badly, that's that's one thing. Like if him and, and, and Bruce Arians had to fall out because of his injury, that's one thing. Right. But then you're going to rip your pads off. Then you kind of then you then you jogging off the field. Then you throwing the peace sign up. He said he thought about give, mooning the crowd. Like, dude, you know, you're done, right? Like you're done. Like no team. Like the NFL, for as much as we talk about progressive, you know, progression and as moving forward, things like that. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody, can't no GM go and put their name on you? Yeah, like Brady put his name on you. <laughs> I mean, like who's you know who the GM of the of the, of the Buccaneers is? The GM of the Buccaneers? Yeah. It, off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. It, off the top of your head. No, no, it's, it's, no, no. It's Wish something. Last yeah. name Wish. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady <laughs> put his name the same way like LeBron is the GM, you know, of, you know, they call him the GM. Tom Brady put his name and his stamp on AB. That's the biggest. Now you got me wanting to look up who's the GM. I know it's like some it's last it, name. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. My point is that you want to talk about how is Tom Brady your Tom Brady's the only reason you got paid the last couple of years, dog. Yeah, Tom um, Brady's the reason he got to New England. Tom Brady, he's the, he's the reason he got a, a ring in Tampa. There's like, dude, stop it. Stop. Yeah, but I think Here. I tweeted out and the burn bridges was crazy. I was like, you're burning a bridge that doesn't need to be burned. He's done, bro. He, he, you're done. He's the, the, there is no chance. I, I like seagulls, penguins is flying. That's the penguins. I you have to fly. I can't see a, a scenario where anyone picks him up. I don't see it either. He he would have he would have been off waivers already if somebody really wanted to. So what's what's he what's he going to say? Oh, I'm 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 rehabilitated. You know, I'm 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 the same stuff he's been he was saying. Yeah, no, two, it's, two it's three over. years ago, and it's over. Because by the time you do those rehabilitation, you'll be 35, 36. And the crazy part is, he throws away a Hall of Fame career 
Because he got Hall of Fame numbers, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame production. And he got the ring got, now. Got the ring. But he just shot himself in the foot the last five years. And it's sad to see. And you know what? They talk, a lot of people talk about that Vontez Burfick hit. You know, oh, he, he's just been nothing but downhill from there. We don't know how he was acting before this, before that hit. He could have been, he could have been the same type ball. You know, there's plenty of people who are who are physically talented and mentally just like you just ask yourself, like, what kind like what are you what are you thinking about? And and Jerry, I know we, we usually don't get into like the nitty-gritty of like people's personal lives, but since he's a public figure and he put you know stuff is out there, he gets Apparently he got he got the OnlyFans model who is known for licking toilets. <laughs> Snuck her into the the Buccaneers team f- hotel. She tweeted out pictures of like their layout, where the quarterbacks are, where the meeting rooms are, where things are, things like that. So it's it's legit. Got a picture of him sleep snoring. I'm sure slumped. I don't know what happened before that. She said allegedly something on film. You know. You put two or two together, I ain't going, I ain't, whatever. You know, maybe that's his next career. OnlyFans. Uh, I don't he, know. That's, that's, a, went, that's an he, R-rated show. Listen, <laughs> he went from an all-pro receiver, only hands, to being a, a guy on OnlyFans. I, I see I see the transition. You got to make your money somewhere, I guess. I got to make up that NFL brand somewhere. So, Jared. Zero percent chance he's he's coming back to the league. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's coming yeah, back. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't see it happening. I don't, like, dude, really, really. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So just this season, bro. Fake vaccination card, which is technically a federal offense. So he's con- committed a felony. Quit. Told the OnlyFans model who's known for licking toilets we had in his room the night before. Supposedly, who made a couple sex tapes? Her words, not mine. That watch what I do tomorrow. So maybe premeditated this, and then told Tom Brady, basically, shove it. Sounds all right to me. All right, all right. Well, okay. Hopefully, this is the last time we got to talk about AB on this show. I doubt it. <laughs> I, doubt I doubt it. it. I doubt it. But you know, there's that. Moving on from Super Bowl champion and future Hall of Famer to another Super Bowl champion and future Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers, called a reporter a bum. He did do that. I, you know what? I like the choice of phrasing. I, I do call people bums myself. Um, called Harb, Ar- Hub Arkush a bum after uh, the reporter said that he will not he will not vote for Rodgers because of you know because Rodgers basically is a jerk. And a lot of people say Rodgers is a jerk. And, you know, you ask his brother, I'm pretty sure they don't have the best relationship. But <laughs> Rodgers got to be the MVP, right? Like, um, got to be, right? I don't know. I kind of, it's between him and Brady, man. Got to be. It's between him and Brady. I mean, Brady just pulled off a great coming against the Jets. Yeah, but, after, Brady, but Brady also had the shenanigans. Brady also had a stinker in, in New Orleans. So yeah, I, but Rodgers is also between this game. one one of them. I think I think it's Rodgers. You know, the number one seed in the NFC. 
You know, I would I would have said Jonathan Taylor, but the Colts kind of faded. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I, I told you uh, in the last pod that he needed that big game mm-hmm. to really solidify it, and they lost the Raiders. So and that, and, that's that's in the water. And you know, it's not like the, you know the Raiders potentially a playoff team. We'll talk about that later. But Jared, do you think that that off the field, you know, what you do off the field should matter? And I'm glad we're talking about this after AB. Should should matter when it comes to on the field recognitions, awards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I I don't know a little bit, but not not so heavily because like again, unfortunately the MVP in the NFL is really a QB award. It's the most valuable QB. So I guess what you do off the field kind of correlates so, but I think it's really just on your on field production, how dominant you are as a quarterback for to really determine how you win the MVP. Like when we saw Lamar win it, that dude was the best QB in the NFL at the time. Not only was he record breaking, that dude just could not be stopped. He was a man on a mission. So I think that's really what defines uh, MVP nowadays. Like what are you doing that other QBs can't really do? And right now Aaron Rodgers is doing it. What a lot of QBs can't do. He's just that he's winning games where you're seeing all the controversy within that team. His COVID actions that we've seen where like, all right, is he telling the truth? Is he telling lies? How does he feel about it? Mm-hmm. You have the whole dilemma where you don't know if he's coming back or not, and he's trying to kind of avoid it. You're hearing rumors saying that he might boycott the Super Bowl based on the COVID rules if they make it that far. And there's so much going on where you're like, all right, but he's still putting up great numbers and he's still winning games when he's lost O-linemen, he's lost receivers, he's lost the defensive players. And that affects you. And then the same could be said for Tom Brady, where you, you see what's going on. It's like, this, this is controversy in itself. Like, man's got almost half his starting best offensive weapons out for the out for half the season now. He's lost players left and right. Defense is in shambles. O-line is kind of decimated, but they're starting to come back now through the injuries. He lost Chris Godwin, Gronk, and Mike Evans are just slowly coming back. So it's like, he's been through it too, and he's still putting up great numbers. So I, I think it really just comes down to, you look at what the MVP award is, this is how dominant are you at the level, at the level of, Q, at the level of quarterback you're playing? Because again, I really stress this enough. I think it's just a quarterback award at this point. At the, how all the QBs, the starting QBs are playing, how dominant are you compared to them? Are you outdoing them? Are you showcasing that you're the best, you're at a, a level above the ones that are under you? Right. But I think that in football, Football, it, it it's it doesn't necessarily matter in the, in historically speaking, because on the field product, you know, it's if like we talk about with AB, if you're good on the field, like what you do off the field can be forgiven. You know, it's one thing like like baseball. You see a lot of it in baseball with steroids, like oh, you steroids off the field, but it affects your on the field performance. So you kind of take that into account. Hall of Fame vote in, in football is a lot of that. I'm sorry, in baseball is a lot of that. Like, what did you do on off the field? Like, what kind of person were you? Did the writers like you know? Did the writers like you? They have a good relationship. You had a good relationship with the writers. They'll be more likely to kind of be more positive towards you. You see a lot of that in baseball. You don't really see too much of that in football. Um, so with this particular thing here, you know, now it becomes a situation. I see someone say this. Um, I wish I had. I wish I could give him credit, but this is a good point. Now, anybody who doesn't vote for Rodgers is now under scrutiny because is it a because he's not vaccinated type of thing? Is it because you you know you want to prove a point? You know, is it be, you know do you really vote, or do you really think that Rodgers is truly the best player, or is it some type of underlying agenda there? So, you know, you know, there's a lot of like 
you know, it's not ticky tack stuff there that now comes out and is now um, going to be brought to the limelight because of these comments. Like if if he had these, if he if 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 Hub Arkush had this idea and this hit that he wasn't Mo Rogers, should have kept it to himself. Easily, yeah. like that's something that doesn't no one, need to be said. You know, you 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 keep that to yourself. If you had a reason why, let it come out after. You know, not afterwards, but like you know, just keep that to yourself. You you are a writer. Make something up. You know, you you don't gotta do that. And now you gotta go do the public apology. Now you in this, and now you do. It's not really worth it, you know. So, and and, and it's a fair point with the Rogers thing. Like they talk, you know, Boomer Siason, uh reported that he might he'll boycott the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think that's that's like all right. So all you know right. what you know what that yeah, means. Man. You know what that means. Packers getting bounced in the NFC Championship. <laughs> Roger, Roger Goodell gonna make that call like Vince McMahon. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Shut it down. Shut it down. I mean, again, none Shut of this is down. relevant if the Packers don't make it. You, <laughs> know, you know what? But you know, now it's gonna now the conspiracy, the conspiracy theory people are gonna say NFL rigged it because Roger said he's gonna boycott and they didn't want to deal with it. So they yep. there's, there's gonna be a huge let, media it, let, it be, let it be a bad, let it be a bad call somewhere. Oh, the league fixed it. That's that's every that's every year though. Everybody like that. But you know how you know how it is. You know how it is. I mean, again, I don't. I'm not going to get into that. Aaron, what Aaron said. I think it's asinine. But again, what have we not disagreed with Aaron said? Doesn't we we both have adamantly disagreed with some of the things he said and done throughout his career? It's not like we're against him or anything. It's just like, hey, we just don't agree. I, I don't agree with the fact that you're talking about you're going to boycott the Super Bowl because of COVID policies when again you could have done this in the beginning of the season shoot you were going through a whole thing with your football team why not just add that on top like well again it's just the night of the here nor there at this point <laughs> I, I i give it to I, i'm not even like i'd rather see what happens come the playoffs before i worry about him actually going through with this because they got some competition i'm like i'm not saying it's capable. But here's the thing here's the thing about rogers you really don't go through with this with the Super Bowl on the line? Like, come on, bro. Like, what's the what, come, come on, son? Come on, come on, man. Really, really. Speaking of championship winning future Hall of Famers, Kyrie Irving. Ah, yes, we just getting all the drama today. Yes, look at all them grades in his afro. You know, Jared, talk to me. How does this impact the Brooklyn Nets? Um, how does it impact the league? Honestly, I don't think it really impacts the league as much as because Curry is not even Curry is a part time player because I think he's only it's staying healthy. Knock on wood. I hope he stays healthy. He's only able to play 24 away games. That's it, 24 away games. He's played one, so now, yeah, so 24. He only has 24 left. He's gonna play. We saw it in the Pacers game, they didn't, he, they look so great. They won, they made a great comeback. They won, but that's they didn't look so great. That team. Kyrie bring back does help them, especially when it comes to playoff when they need something in away games. But that the talent pool for that team is still barren. They still have guys that just aren't enough. And it was proven in the Brooklyn Nets versus Bucks game where they lost 121 to 109. If you look at that game and how badly the Bucks dominated them through all four quarters, you could see that the Kyrie might have really been needed there. And that's one of them instances where you're like, okay, the fan base is going to be like, Kyrie should be vaccinated. Owners, GMs, a lot of people are going to say that. And KD came out and said, 
he told him how important he is. He wants him to play every game, but he's not going to tell him. He's not going to force him to get vaccinated. He just wants him to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I think Katie saying that to the media is a good thing, but it was also like, okay, now tell me how you really feel. Like, is, if that if that's how you really feel, then okay, then stand by it, and hopefully you guys can make it out at least to the conference finals to the finals. But if you guys bear, don't squeak out of the semifinals, then where was this at? Wait, 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 what really went wrong here? And it's the fact that there's so much controversy going on with this Nets team. It's just chemistry issues are all over the place. They can't play defense worth a lick. It's, they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league, and it's just showing Harden and KD are finally getting their groove back. Harden looks a, a lot better in shape. Again, I, I think Harden has followed the philosophy of that basketball to start till Christmas because mm-hmm. now he, really, he looks like he's finally got his rhythm. His game's there. It looks like the preseason for him is over. And he's looking, he looks pretty good here having one of the best nights last night, but he's looking better as, as game progressed. But which, when you now insert Kyrie into the equation, I think it's good that he's going to be playing basketball, but it's, it's a tricky scenario where you have these away games where you're inserting him in. Then they go back to home games and he can't play. So now you go back to the KD Harden show where they're developing their chemistry for a lot of the home games. Mm-hmm. Then now you do have the away games. Boom, we have to reinsert Kyrie. The KD Harden show that's the chemistry we have. We have to now try and figure out how to split it again. But what happens? Like what happens during the playoffs? Like, is he really going to take this into the playoffs? Yeah, and that's that's what he's. That's what they're saying he's doing. Like right now, we're going to speculate that he's taking this thing. He's not getting vaccinated. He's taking this to the playoffs. He's going to be a part timer. So that means one. I think they so does he get half a ring if they win? But he's going to get the full ring if they win. So I, I, they need to be the one seed at least. No, they don't. It's, at this point, being the one seed doesn't even matter for them because that home. If they ever go to Game Sevens, he won't be able to play at home. So you'd much rather that they be a two or three seed so that every Game Seven they play our away games. And that's what I'm thinking right now, logistically. That's what you would rather have here than next. I know most teams want their home game. They want to be that one seed so they can get to all the home games for the Game Sevens. For the next case, I will consider being a lower seed where you're a two or a three because then you're playing your game seven. Kyrie can play that game seven. Kyrie will be at that game. If you can't win it in five, you can't win it in six, Kyrie will be at that game seven to put on a show and help you win your those games that you need. Hopefully. Hopefully. But that, that's better than nothing. That's better than him not being there because at the end of the day, the Nets need Kyrie. That They've shown it. I know they have a good record without him, but when they play good teams, they've lost. And him being there helps that helps them out. It helps them with the offense. It helps them when they have another ball handler that's just not Harden. It helps them in the second unit. They Kyrie is a much needed addition. That's why they formed this big three. So any part of Kyrie you can get at this point is what you need. So I'm happy that he's back at least. Yeah, I I agree. It brings a different element um, to this Brooklyn team that, like I said, was missing. They've kind of struggled uh, against more talented teams. Uh, you know they kind of they fared okay without him, but definitely having him back makes a makes a significant difference to to their team. I you know like I said I, like you said you struggle with the chemistry a little bit. You gotta see how he kind of gets reacclimated, how you're able to kind of bring him back into the fold. But I'm I'm interested to see how they plan on you know kind of working him in. I know you said there's kind of a game limit game cap. Steve Nash looked like he was happy to see him back and happy to have him out there. So. You know, maybe maybe it's the it's the you know I missed you your back type of thing, but how long before Kyrie wears his welcome out is what I'm concerned about because you know it's because you know it's going to happen. I think it comes down to a mag- See, right now they won one, right? You're happy when you win. If they start losing these away games with Kyrie back, then more questions arise. But if they're winning all the away games and he's played in all the away games, well, oh hey, 
I'm happy. Like, if you're any, like, right now, the Nets are happy because they won one with him. He's got a game under his belt. He's getting mm. back in game shape. Who's not to be happy? The guys are like, hey, it felt like he was just back. It felt like we finally were at full strength. And yeah, then you go to this how, next game in the, in the, against the Bucks, and now you're not full strength. You realize what you're missing. Yeah, but how long before people start getting, you know, what's the, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, mad at Kyrie. I think they're already mad at him. Like, I, I think they're, I think being selfish. Fans are already, I think fans are already mad at so him. Not I think fans. I'm, I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about the, that, the team. Oh, the teammates? Right now, they're going to say everything that needs to be said to the media. I think that's going to be kept behind closed doors. If they might already be a little upset. And I'm not talking about Harden and Katie. I'm just talking about other role players, guys that really came to that team because they knew the potential. Mm-hmm. They knew what they can get. They might already be a little overwhelmed and questioning, like, what is going on? Where is this? How do we move right. forward and win this championship? But again, I think that's probably just going to have to be a wait and see approach, especially as the trade deadline comes in. Because mm-hmm. the rosters we see now, and this, this isn't just for the Nets, but a lot of other teams as well, Chris, you know it. They aren't going to be the same guys on that team. They aren't. So then we're going to see pieces get moved, teams get restructured, buyouts are going to start happening, coming forth. So then I think we'll, we'll re- that's all-star game-ish. We'll really start to see how things go. Okay. Now, the real question is, does Kyrie make the all-star game? No. Because the fan vote, I don't think he's going to get the fan votes, but he plays good enough. Do, do you see oh, him no. getting that media vote? No. 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 Nope. 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 <laughs> no, because no. I know I I, I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I kind of did. I know you saw the tweets on Twitter about hashtag All Star Ben Simmons. <laughs> I know you saw the tweets. If that's the case, then you might as well hashtag us because we got the same stats. <laughs> me, 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 you and Ben Simmons got the same amount of points, rebounds, assists, turnovers, fouls, blocks, steals. And minutes played this year. If he's an all star, we're all stars. I do feel like all star every day. <laughs> I'll be I'll be accepting my invitation to Cleveland. LeBron, go ahead and draft your boy. You know I can give you a couple stick, couple screens. You know some hustle plays, clap it up. <laughs> you know, couple cold, take a jump those here. I get, you know, here I get, you know, jumper here and there. You know. <laughs> Shoot, you know, top of the key three, you know, I got you. Speaking of top of the key threes, these transitions are on point. All star transitions. We gotta get some billboards. We gotta get some. Yeah, <laughs> Clay Thompson is back. Jared, will oh, be back. No, 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 no. He's back. He hasn't played yet. This not Sunday. I saw. I swear to date, I Sunday. Jared. I've been saying this from the beginning. When the Warriors get Clay back, we'll be the best team in the West. They are the best team in the West. But Jared, they're already the best team in the West. Ha! So you know what that means. They're just gonna keep their spot. That's what they're you're gonna be the best team in the NBA. Jared, Warriors back. All right. I, I believe it. I think Clay coming back just elevates their game because they're, they're the best team in the West in our eyes, but they're the second seed behind the Suns by the game. So I'm not that concerned. But oh man, at Clay back, I don't even, I'm not going to say we're getting a fully healthy Clay back. Let's say this Clay comes back to 80%. And 80% standstill around shooter Clay is still a bucket. Like, 
his first game back, I, I don't know what to expect if seeing make predictions of how much he'll score. I'm, I'm going with 25. Mm, give me 20. I think he'll have 20. Nice three for seven shooting from the three-point line, a couple of free throws, a couple of mid-range, just to ease himself back in. But Clay's back is a huge return for the Warriors. Like, this is a guy that just is lights out. I don't know how his defense is going to be coming from this injury, but this is a team that has been playing very good defense. They have the guys that could do it. I like what I'm seeing. And then, again, this Clay is just one piece of the puzzle. Wiseman's going to be back soon, too. And when mm-hmm. Wiseman makes that return, they're fully healthy. I don't know if Wiseman's going to return as a starter or come off the bench, but, man. This team is deep. Like that, that this Warriors team is loaded. Otto Porter, Jordan Poole is going to be going back to the bench, which I think is going to be a fine role for him. He's not going to, he's going to lose any shots from it. Damian Lee, you have Gary Payton, who's finally going to get his contract guaranteed because he's been playing such lights out basketball for the Warriors. That just a dunk machine. Kuminga's been playing good. They still they have guys there. Edgar Dollar's there. And as Max Collins says, fate of the fate world, of the line, fate of the world, fate of the universe on the line. He wants Iguodala. dollar to take the shot. Now, okay, well, it, we've seen him make some big ones. This team is poised to make a good push. They have great coaching staff. Again, Steve Kerr is one of the best. Good guys, good group of guys. Draymond's been doing his thing as a leader. I think he's in contention for the Defensive Player of the Year award. That's how good he's been on defense with one of his better years. And I think Steph right now is in the running for MVP. I'm not going to say he's the front line, but I think he has a good shot of winning it, especially if they – solidify that number one seed in the West and he continues to play basketball the way he's been playing. I know he's been in a little bit of a slump, but guess what, Chris? Soon as Clay gets back, it's hard to keep Steph in a slump because he doesn't have to take 15 threes and they just hoist them up. The 15 threes will start shooting now. Some will be standstill. Some will be off the catch and dribble. Some will be from passes to Clay, passes back to him because teams will jump back. Players are going to jump back Clay to then he'll kick out the stuff. Like it's so many things that are going That's to be open now for him. Team. In the league, it's, it's it's going to be a sight to see. I'm going to be enjoy watching that game on Sunday. Jared, one more thing. I know I know we want to talk about before we before we move on to our NBA uh, NFL predictions and wrap it up. The Kings are now supposedly open to trading the Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton. You know what this means. You know so what, this means. what I've been saying from the longest that they a poverty franchise that needed to make a move. They overhauled at the guard position. Yes, we, okay. we've been saying this. They need to get another guard. Ooh, six foot ten. A guard? That's not a guard. Six, a six foot ten guard, in quotes. <laughs> in quotes. <laughs> from Australia. Ah. Yes. You don't want to say his name, though? No. <laughs> no. I, I've been preaching that when we've had our guest on the show. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it for the longest. I think this is the best fit for him, knowing how, what, personality you, you, playing you know I I'm a big it. fan of Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I, you like him a lot more than I like. I like him. I do like him. Like, I don't get me wrong. You know I do enjoy his game. I think he's a very good player. I'm just more of a right now Darren Fox guy. Yeah, I think Fox is in the ceiling. I, I hope that's not the case. I know he's he has been streaky as late this season. Yeah, I think, I think Fox is, like you said, very streaky, very inconsistent. But I think we've seen the best of De'Aaron Fox. I, I, I don't yeah, think we've seen the best of Tyrese Halliburton. Not at all. I think his game has been limited a little bit because of the fact that you're so guard heavy at the Kings. Yeah. Because he could shoot and he's, he's just not shooting enough. Come off the bench. Most, no, most of the time he's coming off the bench. Oh, he's, just, then, he's just recently, he's probably just back in. Yeah. But, oh, man. Dude, dude's good. I think him and Matt together would be an amazing duo because of the fact that you have his height at six foot five, 
can pass the ball. Is what he's really a good playmaker. He can shoot off the dribble stuff. He, that pick and roll would and B would be lethal, and then it leaves Maxi that room to just be a scorer. And it gets the six ten guard who doesn't want to play anymore off the. He gets him off the team. <laughs> he wants to go. Listen, I saw the auto smoke um, podcast with uh, Wago. Yes, he, he said a very good point that I've been saying from the beginning. If Ben Simmons was in Sacramento, he'd be playing. Yes. I mean, I think he'd be, if he was anywhere, he'd be playing. But, yeah, if he was in Sacramento, he'd be balling out. Because he doesn't he doesn't want to play here, and the Sixers tried to, you know, assuade his feelings. No. No, 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 no. They, did, they, they had it right the first time after Game 7. They were right. Get this guy up out of here. He clearly is not – it ain't happening. It ain't working. Let him go to Sacramento and be in California like he wants to be, and he can toil away in Sacramento, and we'll never hear of him again. Yeah, I would love no. to make a move. Do not, him, do okay. not, do not. If I'm the Sixers, I won't trade him to Minnesota. You want to go to Minnesota? Kick rocks. Here's Sacramento. Oh, that's not even. There's nothing. I'm, here's like, here's Oklahoma City. You, you've been like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, you know how I feel about that young man, Shane Jones Alexander. That man shines. Go bug it. Go bug it. I know Daryl Morey is like, you know, I want Dane. Him, him and Presti are friends. I'm just saying, they, they're buddies. <laughs> but again, I think um, that Hound Burton move is good. But this is a guy that's right now 13.5 points a game, seven assists, three steals. It's, it's nice. He's all-star potential that's not going to make an all-star team this season. Kyle Burton isn't. He's young, too. 21 years old. He isn't the end of like He's not like, you know, the Sixers that they want a top 25 player. I don't think Kyle Burton is a top 25 player. Nah, he ain't about top 50. But will he be a top 25 player next year? Or in two years? Yes, or in two years, yeah. And then, again, you keep it within the realm of Embiid's prime, but too. You, got thing, you cannot wait four or five years like you gotta capitalize right now i know this was a king's pick and i just want to bring out there because this is somebody i think we've mentioned briefly i have to say i'm I'm starting to come to the realm that i would not be upset if the Sixers traded for dejounte murray Mm -hmm. i would not be upset he's basically ben simmons just willing to shoot the ball willing willing to shoot the ball and he scores better because he's not a great great shooter not a great but he's willing to shoot it but I mean, thirty-four percent. Just the league average. He's averaging the league average. What's, what's Ben Simmons from the three? From the three. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like it's like twenty-five. Uh huh. Thirty-three because he only takes like one out of three. Seasons. Two, two for eight. Yeah, something like that. It's not great, but what Dejounte Murray this season: eighteen points per game, nine assists, seven rebounds. Ben Simmons numbers, but he's shooting seventy like percent from the free throw. Seventy-five from the free throw. 47, 47% from the two-point field goal and 34% from the three. Basically, that's basically, good numbers. Basically, not scared to put the ball in the hole. Yeah, so I'm not mad. That's good production value. I think he helps and be that's a guy that's like right now, it's an immediate impact. I wouldn't be mad at making that move. I love the Howell Burton idea. I'm in. The trade downline's coming. I know right now, for the people that are listening, right now it's being reported that Sixers' number one move right now is to still try and bring Ben Simmons back. I don't think it's happening. I do not think he will be back as a sixer for the season. Even if we do not trade him at the deadline, I don't think he's going to play any more basketball. I don't. I don't think he's playing for the Sixers at all. He's going to stand pat with that. That's so right. I do think we're going to make Sixers that move don't, at the deadline. Sixers don't need him. 
So they, I'm giving it they out. They play now. the same with or without him. <laughs> so I'm giving it out now. I think we're really gonna make that move at the deadline to get Ben Simmons off because you can't waste this year and beat. You can't. He's playing such good basketball. The team's still somewhat relevant. You can't waste this year. I agree. I agree. So Jared, let's wrap everything up and talk about week 18 in the NFL. Actually starting on Saturday. No Sunday game. Starting on Saturday, 4.30, Chiefs, Broncos. Who you got? Chiefs. I have the, I have the Chiefs. Um, I don't know what's going on with the uh, Broncos QB situation. I don't, I don't think Teddy's playing, right? Uh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, yeah, I have the Chiefs winning the game. I think they're going to win pretty big, too. Uh, 8-15, Cowboys-Eagles. Give me the Eagles. I know I should be with the Cowboys, but I'm giving me the Eagles. I think that this is one of those games where find the Cowboys. I'm resting that. I'm resting all the starters. They're going to be without guys because of the COVID list. Other guys are injured. If you're a Cowboys fan, which I'm not, but if you're somebody that looks at the Cowboys and you're like, oh, we have the chance this year, don't squander that chance by playing your starters in a game that's at this point pointless for you. Yeah. It's not going to change anything. And it's pointless for both teams. So it doesn't yeah, matter. So I just, I'm giving the Eagles this one. I, I think Hurts is probably going to play, but I wouldn't be upset if Gardner you start. I think, I think Hurts plays like a half. Hurts. Yeah, I'm hoping this half he plays is just to help get Devonta Smith the record he needs yeah. for the Eagles' most yards in the season. That's that's about it. Um, Washington Giants. Uh, they, even Washington. Talk, they even talk about Washington supposedly getting their name leaked. Oh, I didn't. I did, wait, that's, that actually came out? That actually came out. So the story was that the Washington Admirals, if you put in WashingtonAdmirals.com, it redirects to the Washington football team's current website. So okay. Maybe it's a smoke screen. Maybe it's a diversion. A lot of people talk about maybe it's the, you know, a lot of the names are still out there. The red tails, a lot of people still want. Some of the jersey has leaked already. Some of the parts of the jersey. Uh, not a leak per se, but the, the, the Washington team put it out there. So, you know, it's, it's a couple stars. So people think it's the Admirals because, you know, Admiral in the Navy, things like that. Washington D.C., um, Washington Generals, maybe. But you know, I people think think about them with the Harlem Globetrotters. So, possibly, possibly getting a new, a new name for the team in Washington. Let's- I'm, at least they're doing something right because I know I heard the rumors. We talked about it. They were going to keep it as the Washington Football Team. That had been asinine. And no, no, no. You could have left the nine part off, and it'd still be correct. <laughs> Uh, but who you got in that game? I have Washington. I have Washington in the game. I, I, I don't. I mean, Giants stink. They uh, stink. Yes, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's deplorable. Um, we never really get into the Joe Judge eleven minute rant that this is not a clown franchise. Well, that you started with that proves it is. But no, no, no. it's not a clown franchise. They are a storied franchise. But the last five years, it's, it's he's atrocious, and he's making it even more atrocious. Him and Gettleman are at this point beyond. Re- Reproaching repair, they need to go. I'd be so upset if I was a Giants fan. I'd just be like, "What? Are, what are we doing here?" What yeah, are- well, I don't understand what they're building towards. It's like the Kings. Where is the direction going? Exactly, exactly. So again, that eleven-minute rant, which I ended up having to listen to and cut some things from, I did not. He, it was a lot of introspective nonsense. Him just talking out of his blowhole, and it did not help his case. Make, make, making another another guy from Philly. Making it worse on himself. <laughs> you hate to see it. Bengals Brown. Bengals without Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. Uh, the, the Browns will be out Baker, too. So it's not like I it's think Brown. Jake Trotter will be under center. 
That's who will be under center. For the, for the Bengals? Um, I think so, yes. What, Jake Trotter versus Case Keenum. Who you got? Uh, give me Jake Trotter. You know why? Because I have a bold prediction that Samaj Perrine will rush for like 120 yards this game mm-hmm. without Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. And that's going to put the Browns in a little bit of a bind because, you know, Jamar Chase has 1,429 receiving yards this season. He only needs 12 more to break the Bengals' single-season record. And I think he has needs 44 more to break the all-time rookie record, which I think they're going to make that push for. So I'm going to give it to the Bengals for this game. Okay, well, and you mentioned Samaj P. Rod, um, Oklahoma product. I have the Browns win this game. Wow. Just because I think a lot of those a lot of those guys are still playing without Baker, some of those mistakes that Baker has been you know making, partially maybe it's because of injury, maybe because it's a mental thing, who knows? But those won't be there as well. Um, and I think the Bengals just Bengals don't got nothing to really play for. Well, I mean, you you can say they're playing for the number one seed in the AFC if possibly the Tennessee, possibly. New England, and Kansas City lose, or possibly. if Tennessee, Kansas City, and Buffalo lose. Wait, if no, no, no. If Tennessee and Kansas City win and Buffalo wins, then they're they, – no, 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 no. I got it wrong. Other way, other way. Other way. Tennessee, Kansas City lose, Buffalo wins, they're number one. Tennessee, New England, and Kansas City lose, they're number one. So, I mean, they got a chance. Either way, either way, Tennessee and Kansas City have to lose. Yes. Which, Which highly unlikely, but I mean, it's something – that's those are those small margins. Like, all right, we got to play for this win. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Big Ben, probably last game. Maybe Pittsburgh can find their way in the playoffs. Maybe. Um, they're going to need a lot of help. And then Lamar Jackson, probably not playing. Tyler Huntley, more than likely starting. Jerry, who you got? I have the Steelers, and I think I'm only have the Steelers because, like, it's not really much of a game for the Ravens. They've just been decimated. I know, uh, if, I don't know if people know this, but TJ Watt has set that he, he can. If this game, he can set the NFL sack record with, I think he's one and a half sacks away from breaking Michael Strahan's single singer record because he has 21 and a half right now. 21 and a half. So one, one will tie it, one and a half will break it. Which is awesome. And then this is also what? The 31st career meeting between John Harbour and Mike Tomlin, if you include the playoffs. That's the second most between head coaches in NFL history. Shout out to Mike Tomlin for keeping his record alive for never having a losing season. And he said, "Black greatness." He said, "It's just what I do, baby." Black excellence, man. Just, just I greatness. I got, I got Pittsburgh as well. Green Bay, Detroit. Rodgers is playing. Right? Yeah. I mean, Rodgers is trying to solidify the MVP. Chris, we, we mentioned earlier that he, I think he wants the award. Now. It, it, it's coming down to it. I have them winning the game. Um, it's not. I don't think there's going to be a small wide. I think that they're going to win by a nice amount. Hopefully the Lions cover the spread. Colts, Jags. Is it wrong of me to want to see the Jags win? Because if I see the the Jaguars win, Chris, did you know that the Chargers and Raiders, if the Jags win, can make the playoffs in a tie? If they just end the game in a tie, they can make the playoffs. Both teams. And Derek Carr said, I ain't here for that. I'm here to win. Such a disappointment because I know I saw that report as well, but I was I would have loved to see the Jags win a game where teams literally deal it out the entire way, just have a zero zero nope. score. Nope. That'd be hilarious because it not only puts a sad frowny face on Colts fans and Carson Wentz, 
But also, just it's just a, such a great kicker that like, we get to see Trevor Lawrence get what his second win of the season. Uh, third, third win of the season. Thank you, thank you. Third win of the season. I don't, I don't think yeah, that's not happening. Um, because the Colts aren't losing this game as much as I would love to see it. Yeah, no, nah, they're winning. Chaos. Colts is losing. I would if I was give you a score, Chris. I'm giving it 31 10 Colts. 20, 21, 21, 16. Bears, Vikings. Yeah. Um, Andy Dalton back. Andy Dalton is back. Okay, that, that changes nothing for me. Give me the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Bears. Nagy's, Matt Nagy's probably his final game. Uh, Vikings actually stink. Mike Zimmer probably should be fired. I told you. He got to go. But this will not stop. And hopefully Mike Zimmer from throwing the ball to Jeff or having their plays throw the ball to Justin Jefferson so that he is because he is five receptions away Kirk from Cousins Mike Thomas' record. Um, I believe Kirk is playing this game. Because if, if it's the Sean Mannion yeah, show. I, be, I believe it's the return of Kirk because, you know, he was on the COVID list. It's not like he, had, he, he comes back this week. And if so, Justin Jefferson is five receptions shy of tying Mike Thomas. If he catches six, he will will break the record for having, what, the most receptions by a player in their first two seasons of their career? That's huge. I would love to see it. Titans, Texans. Titans, 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 Titans. Titans. Ryan Tannehill doing great things for that team. Derek Henry back. Is he? Derek I don't Henry. think he's going to be playing He's this not game. playing, but he's on that 21-day window. They get, the, they get the one seed. They get the bye week. Oh, then, yeah, they, they, they need the win. They need the win for sure. They need the win. Yeah, so he, he they're gonna have a big game. Saints Falcons. Ugh. Oof. Uh, give me the Falcons. Uh, yeah, give me the Falcons. I really don't care. Seahawks <laughs> Cardinals. Ooh. Give me the Cardinals, but I think the Seahawks are gonna play their hearts out because I believe this might be Russell Wilson's last game of the Seahawks. I don't think this is Russell's last game of the Seahawks, but this might be Pete Carroll's last game as the coach of the Seahawks. Oh, Jets, Bills. Give me the Bills. The Jets had their, their moment of the glory last week. They almost they almost secured it, but then Tom Brady showed up. So give me the Bills. And, and A.B. left. <laughs> Carolina, Tampa. Let me tell me that. Same. New England, <laughs> Miami. I think this is probably going to be the game of the night. Uh, two good defenses. You know the Dolphins. I don't, do the Dolphins have a chance of making the playoffs? They were eliminated. No, they were eliminated from the playoffs last week. I think they're still going to try and make a show of it. I think Tua still has, has to prove himself. He still needs – these snaps are going to be important for him. So I'm going to go with the Patriots, but I, I think the Dolphins are going to be in the game. I have the Dolphins winning this game. New England historically does not travel well to Miami late in the year. Um, something about going from the cold, cold climate to the warm climate that did not really perform well. Miami does have a, a a solid defense. I think that, you know, what better way to end the season than to kind of mess with New England and mess up their seating and have them make them the, a wild card team, have to kind of go – they're I'm sorry, they already are a wild card team. Keep them as a wild card team and make them have to, you know, travel. So I, I think that Miami gets the, gets the job done. I agree. San Francisco. Los Angeles Rams. Well, now that we know they're not going to end in the tie because of the Colts. Oh, this game is vitally important. I know 
ESPN's FBI is giving the Chargers a 59% chance no, no, to make the playoffs. Rams, Rams, Rams. Oh, Rams. I thought you said Chargers, Raiders. Rams, Niners. Oh, give me the Rams. Even though oh, Matt Stafford, he has just been giving the ball away a lot, I think this is the game where they're still going to come out with a win. Now, we said for the Saints game, who did we say we were going to win? We said, I said the Falcons. the Falcons. You said you don't care. <laughs> I said, I, I did say I don't care. That game does have playoff implications. So I yes. think I will go back and say that I think the Saints win that game. With that being said, I think the Rams win this game and knock San Francisco out of the playoffs. Well, what? The 49ers need to either win or have the Saints win, lose to secure a spot. I, I think, think the Saints lose. I think the Niners lose and the Saints win. Oh, so then, then the, the 49ers are in. No. No, the 49ers are out then. They're 49ers out. will be out. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't be against it. I, I still think the Rams winning this game just because they, they really need to get as many reps as they can in their belt. I don't think they're going to have any starters sit. I really don't. I think Matt Stafford's going to play. Odell Beckham's going to play. Cooper Cup's going to play. It, it's going to be one of those games where it's how great does Jimmy G, Jimmy G step up. Mm-hmm. He, and mind you, I, I believe he is 5-0 and oh in his career against the Rams. That's his, that, those games that he's played too, highest total QBR of the seasons when he plays them. So he, he steps up big when it matters against the Rams. Maybe he'll do it again. And the game of the night, the Sunday night game, win and get in if you've got some help. Chargers, Raiders. This is the game where I, I thought we were talking about last. This, I'm going with the Chargers. I really think the Chargers come out and win this one. I'm loving what I've seen from Derek Carr all season. Just he's, in, he's been one of the most impressive guys. In a football and human aspect, I've seen where it just comes with all the adversity this team has gone through. He just keeps his composure. He just goes about his business. He handles what he showcases his leadership ability, not only on the field, but off the field as a quarterback. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I really think this is the year the Raiders make the playoffs, and I'm going to go with the Raiders for this game. I thought you was going with the Chiefs over the Chargers. No, I'm going with the Raiders. Hmm. You had you me confused because, you know, you let it up. Yeah, no, I'm going with the Raiders. Go with the Raiders. I do. I, I don't think the Chargers, the Chargers have lost too many for me. They, they have. They just they've lost too many for me in these last couple of weeks. I haven't seen enough where I'm thinking, okay, they 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 can make a, a decent run. No, I'm liking what I've seen from the Raiders. I'm going go with the Raiders. I've been on the Raiders all year. Um, they definitely had some some struggles throughout. Some some definite issues throughout. Between Gruden, between Rugs, between they just had another another guy just got uh, popped for DUI. You know, they've had a lot of struggles, injuries, countless issues, mm-hmm. and I think they win this game Sunday night. They you know they they had the backs against the wall versus Indianapolis, pulled it out. I think that they want to go out there and prove that they're a a, a formidable team. I've been. I said that Vegas had the potential to be one of the top four teams in the conference. I think they win this game when they pull it out, but I would not be surprised if the Chargers won. Massively talented, Herbert's definitely the future of of you know the quarterback position. Him and Burrow and 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 whoever else you want to throw in there. So I I I think the Raiders win, but I, like I said, looking forward to it. I think that's going to be the game of the week. I agree. I like it. I'm 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 in with the Raiders this week. I'm in. All right. All right. 
So thank you all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. Uh, if you listen through iTunes, leave us a review. We're still a five-star rated podcast on all of iTunes, so we do appreciate your feedback. Uh, make sure you follow your so- follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. That's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. You know, we got all the greatest on hot takes out right now. Just loving it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, you know, next week we'll probably talk about Antonio Brown again. You know it's coming. More than likely. Shout out to Tobias Harris. Won me somebody last night. I wonder what that's like. Listen, that first basket, man. They always run that first play for Tobias. (laughs) 